Welcome to episode 39, right, of the Sunday yes. Conversation Podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquors. Across the table from me, that's Aaron. You forgot to introduce yourself. Uh, and then me, I'm Ben. <laughs> nice. The other co-host. <laughs> and together, we do a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it, dude, it's so much hard. It's so hard to remember the numbers of the episodes. I'm telling you, like it shouldn't be. But uh, that was great, man. I mean, if you're, listen, I'm like regimented, do the same thing every time. You're like, I'm just going to do it how I feel. And I, I, I honestly think that's a better approach for us. So I'm glad that we've made this switch. Um, you know, I don't think uh, anything's set in stone. Um, you know, I was like mostly a fourth liner for my entire life. So, you know, it's like, you never know what could happen. Um, yeah, but being on the fourth line on the A team is better than being on the first line of the B team, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, um, with, uh, what's that old saying with great power comes great responsibility. No, not at all. But uh, I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, you know, eight, with being on the A team, you get the A team perks, you know? Yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. It's basically the same thing. Um, <clears throat> how was your week, buddy? Oh, it was awesome, dude, because we were, we were pretty much hanging out all week. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time. Uh, Thanksgiving was weird. Like, <clears throat> it was kind of cool because, I mean – there's a level of, and we've talked about this before, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Thanksgiving in Manchester is like pretty fun. And, uh, you know, usually there's this big road race. The road race was canceled this year. But um, I think what was like the, uh, the little like bit of grace that came from it was it was pouring rain all day. Yeah. So if we would have been, you know – in our normal spot i mean it would have been okay we would have had raincoats or whatever but uh it was just like if there was going to be a day that there was some funky issues with the with the race um it was perfect so yeah definitely there's it's uh it was nice that the you know we didn't have this like super beautiful day that got wasted by not having the race um but uh yeah you're right i mean it was definitely uh definitely weird definitely different um, uh, but like you said, I mean, we were together, John Riley was around. I mean, it was felt like it was like a flashback back to like 2012 when the boys were all running together and, you know, the, the amount of, you know, last Saturday when we got, we all got together at John's house and we were all just kind of sitting there reminiscing, you know, telling stories for hours. I mean, that's what it was all week. It was just story after story from back in the day. And it, makes you kind of look back and be like, A, we're fucking idiots. Like the amount of dumb shit that we did back in the day. And B, the fact that we all turned out pretty good is, uh, is kind of amazing. But uh, nah, it's just, it was funny to sit there and listen to all these stories just get told over and over and over again. I will say, I do feel like we are kind of like one of the last in the era of like doing real dumb shit because I feel like a lot of, you know, nowadays it's mostly like, you know, a lot of kids are playing video games or whatever, like inside, whatever they're doing. Um, you know, it wasn't quite on our level at our youth, you know? Yeah. So it was like, there was still some trouble to be had. 
like <laughs> like physical damage to yourself like we were talking i remember we're like we were talking about just some of the like whatever like fights or you know you know just but, like accidents and it's like obviously anything can happen at any time but like it's it's a it's it's amazing how i mean anybody that's listening and anybody in the world has probably like came like extremely close to like whoa i almost yeah. whatever just like something bad just happened but um you know you definitely put yourself out there when you were with our friend group um yeah i and i think too i think that one of the benefits that we had too was that like none of our parents were like super overbearing either i mean granted we were all like in our like early 20s at that point so it would be kind of weird if we had like super overbearing parents anyways but like you know it's just like and, and i mean most of the stuff was like harmless i mean we were reckless kids for sure and like a lot of it was just like petty stupid stuff but um it really is amazing nothing worse happened to to any of us i mean just the dumb dumb shit that we've done i mean yeah, just just throw a bunch of hockey players together and it yeah, will right, never exactly. end well yeah exactly put a group of I'll, fucking 10 dude, hockey players together and watch what one, happens one time i'll never forget this it was, it was at at castleton and uh my buddy brad barber had just torn his acl like he mm. was like coming off a of knee surgery and uh it was a it was a awesome night in vermont it was snowing like crazy there's like a foot of snow and i don't know why but we had this idea to go climb up on the garage roof of, of our house so like i get up there it's it's like really slippery and i'm like basically holding on for deal dear life and barbs comes up behind me on this ladder and he like gets all the way to the top and the ladder just falls out from underneath him he just falls straight down off the roof like his leg was like caught in the middle of the ladder and he just lands on the ground and and like we all were like like nothing was said for like however long and we were like right you know playing on a decent team or you know it's like barbs is an important player on our team he's coming off a torn acl so we like have this gasp and he's like and he like lifts his knee and it's he like like checks it i remember and he's like i think i should go inside and it's just <laughs> like it was just like why the fuck were we climbing on a roof in a snowstorm you know what i mean it's like I don't know how, how, you know, with a torn ACL or whatever. It's like, it's just the, 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 the dumb shit. I mean, it's funny too. Cause like, I think like when I, all right, when I hear that story, when I think a lot of our stories, I think there's just like a lot of, it's just like petty mischief, right? Like none of it's like mean spirited by any, by any means. But like I told this story last weekend, but I remember I was at a party with John, you know, Taylor was probably there. Colby was probably there. And we were at Lindsay Varley's apartment in Eastern. And, you know, like we always had like, we would just get mischievous. If we were getting bored, we would just like, you know, start to just mess around with stuff. And so we collected every empty beer bottle and can in the entire party and just stood them up on the ground in the kitchen. And we got away with it for so long that we covered the entire kitchen floor. And so she goes to walk into her kitchen and there's like, 500 empty beer cans and bottles just stood up covering every square inch of her kitchen floor it's like 
Like at the end of the day, is that a big deal? No, like it's probably, you know, a little bit of a hassle to clean up, I guess. At least they're all in one location now. But like, that was just like the type of shit that we did. It was just like dumb shit like that. We did the same thing at uh, Brett Nightingale and Dottie Ballsipper's house at Eastern and they went fucking ballistic. They were pissed. They walked in and like kicked all the cans and bottles over and shit. They were pissed, but uh, you know, none of it was ever mean spirited or anything like that. You know, it was just all in good fun. But um, how was, uh, so how was your actual holiday, your actual Turkey day? Like a road race aside. Uh, very good. Low key. Nothing like, uh, I, I went and met up with Dylan in the morning at a brewery <clears throat> right on main street called urban lodge, uh, shout out urban lodge and, uh, hung there for a little bit, went to my aunt's house in the afternoon and, uh, yeah, really just kicked it. Then I, didn't I go over and see you guys that evening i'm I'm not positive it, it like literally it was it was not a exciting over the top running around thanksgiving which was kind of nice and yeah, the I, other I, the I, other I, thing i'll say is uh basically being like home and not i guess having flown here like i have my truck and i'm like kind of here right now that adds a little bit more ease to like you know the whole thanksgiving scene yeah you right? can come and go as you please yeah man um yeah no it was it was funny because i obviously when i got home or i came home last night and like the unfortunate thing for me is this is one of the busiest weekends slash weeks of work that I have every year um, after the holiday anyways. And so like in the last week, let's see, I came up Saturday night, stayed most of the day, Sunday, left Sunday, back down to New Haven, Monday, Tuesday, back up Wednesday night, Thursday, back to New Haven and then back up last night and then now back in New Haven. So um, the amount of just driving and like, I say to my mom, I was like, this is the most fucking obligations I've had up here in like, feels like six months. Like I'd like, you know, usually I like come home every couple of weeks and, you know, hang out and see everybody and then just go back down. But, you know, last night we had, uh, we had a surprise birthday party for our buddy Colby. Everything was very COVID friendly. It was uh, only, you know, maybe six people and everybody was uh, socially distanced. And so uh, shout out Colby. Happy, happy 30th birthday, buddy. Um, but like, I, you know, none of that, like all that driving even matters because it was just such a good time seeing all the boys and getting everybody back together. You know, I think that's obviously kind of what Thanksgiving's about, you know, family and friends and getting everybody together. And, you know, obviously being from Manchester, you know, the spirit of the holidays like lives in that in that town. So, you know, it's one of the few places where you don't see a ton of people with Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving because everybody loves the Thanksgiving so much. But uh you know, now it's over and it's on to, uh, it's on to the commercial holidays, you know, Christmas yeah, well, New Year's. Yeah, what was it, uh, Black Friday, uh, biggest Black Friday in history or something? Yeah, the online sales, it was insane. Um, I think like $9 billion or something. I, it was... Yeah, which doesn't honestly, like it doesn't bode well for small businesses and all that jazz. Like I don't, it's not not encouraging to see that much black friday shopping get done um but by the same token i don't know 
like I don't know how much longer, at least in Connecticut, these places are going to stay open without getting shut down again, you know, the non-essential businesses. So, man, Amazon is, uh, is going to fucking clean up this, uh, this holiday season as if they don't already. Yeah, it's, it's almost like this is all part of the giant, uh, you know, takeover of, of no more mom and pop and just, just big time. Like I, I do, sorry to cut you off, but I was thinking to say, I was like laying in bed last night and I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, like the like corporatized like nature of these holidays going forward is going to be crazy. And like exactly what you said, like these mom and pop places that, you know, maybe specialize in something that are going to get shut down, um, you know, and then expect it to survive afterwards. Like it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And also, like, when I think about, um, remember, like, back, I don't know, I'll call it, like, 10, 12 years ago, when, or I actually, no, not even that long. When did, like, online shopping start to become, like, relevant? And um, I, just, I just, like, remember, I, I feel like I was, like, very early on in, in like, the, uh, like, having the mindset of, like, I'd go into stores and then go surf online and see if I could find it cheaper. Yeah. So like I'd go like shop for what I wanted and then I'd like, you know, whatever, if it was like a, you know, something I could order size specific and, and, you know, get, if it was cheaper online, it was like a no brainer for me. And, and I vaguely kind of remember, not vaguely. I, I do remember like people always talking about like, you know, it's like, you know, don't forget to like support your local shops or whatever, because right. someday you might not ever have them. And now it's like, yeah, they're phased out, but it's like the ease of, you know, not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of a nightmare thinking about like the mall 10, uh, right. five, 10 years ago, like the mall, like it was like, you know, people would literally like go to the mall on a Friday, buy an outfit walk around the mall and then like go out that night or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like, a. I yeah, I, I was going to say like, it's the mall basically jumped the shark in the sense of like when we were younger, like I remember it being in middle school and like, that was what I would do on the weekends. You know, I'd have my like mom or dad drive me to the mall on, on like a Friday night. You know, you just hang out for a couple hours, walk around, you know, maybe run into some girls you knew or whatever. And like now, Dude, I couldn't even tell you the last time I stepped foot. I couldn't tell you, nor would I want to tell you, because, I mean, I guess the closest thing I've been to a mall is like an REI or like, you know, some sort of like, I mean, I haven't even really been in like a Dick Sporting Goods as of late, but you know what I mean? And I, and I was like, I was resistant to Amazon for a long time. Like it not, not like on any moral grounds or anything like that, but like, you know, I'd see people being like, Oh, I, you know, I get my toilet paper from Amazon. It's like, well, why the fuck would you do that? Why don't you just go to the fucking, you know, the grocery store? It's, it's like, if you need toilet paper, why wouldn't you just go get it? And then, you know, people be like, oh, I ordered my toothpaste on Amazon. I'm like, what the fuck? And then, then I started to like the, the, for the longest time I used Amazon just for what it was designed for. And I bought books from, uh, from them. And like, that was at least convenient. Cause like, you never know you like, you go to Barnes and Noble and like, which is a, you know, a major corporation. They're not even like a mom and pop bookstore anymore. 
Um, and like, you know, you go there and they may not have the book you're looking does, for. Like, does Amazon, Amazon gotta... own Barnes and Noble? I wouldn't be surprised if we're, if we're going to end up getting to that point. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I don't know if they do. Um, I know they own Whole Foods. I don't know if they own um, Barnes it, and Noble. It, it was a beautiful like swoop and swap. They, they took, they took away, you know, brick and mortar Amazon and create a whole new environment to the point where now people like, Oh, like I want to go back out to the store. And now you're like seeing like Amazon storefronts pop up. It's just like interesting. They go buy everything up, buy up the, I guess the whole essentially like top to bottom the whole assembly line of well it's interesting i watched uh i watched a documentary a couple weeks ago about i forget what it was called but it was about uh rare book collectors and uh and they were talking about how like barnes and noble was like the walmart of the bookstore world where you know they would come to town and they would kind of push out all the you know the the small private privately owned uh bookstores and like, dude, I mean, some of this shit, like some of these guys are telling stories about finding like, you know, a first edition Great Gatsby with the jacket sleeve and it being worth 150 grand and then buying it for like $8 at like an old mom and pop bookstore. And like, so obviously with like Barnes and Noble and Amazon, like you don't, like that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Um, but I mean, it's kind of, you know, it, it feels almost inevitable at this point that like, small privately owned at least retail businesses are going to go the way of the dinosaur i mean like living in new haven there's a lot of them which is great you know and it's a small city and people have like take pride in supporting local businesses and stuff like that so that's awesome but like that's not the the thought process all around the country and so these places are gonna eventually fall by the wayside because dude i mean it's just humans are lazy humans like convenience and when you have the convenience of i can order something i'm looking for very specifically on amazon and have it show up a day later like dude like you know how do you beat that you know it's just how do you beat and you don't you know and that's the other thing though is there is the other argument of like efficiency you know what i mean it's like if you know it's like if you are efficient in life, okay, and it's not like you're just like on a whim, like, okay, you run out of toothpaste mm-hmm. and then like, oh, I got to go to the store and get toothpaste. But it's like, if you're like, okay, I'm well aware of the toothpaste I have. I always need toothpaste. Like, I, I'm just going to order toothpaste, you know, a week early. I'm going to get it because I know I'm going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, to i feel like the efficient person it's also like it's a beautiful thing in that sense because it's like okay you're not now gonna go drive around waste gas uh risk accident um you know there's a Mm. lot that could happen just driving to your you know neighborhood grocery store to get you know toothpaste so i mean i see both sides of it um you know, obviously the laziness factor like kind of trumps the the efficiency factor um, just by sheer volume here in America. Um, mm. I think there's a, a bit more lazy people than efficient people. 
<clears throat> but there was someone efficient enough to come up with this process to ease the, you know, everyday whatever, you know, of, of the lazy person. It's like, okay. And I, now you know, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I like am, you know, not ever lazy or anything like that. Cause I was just thinking about it and thinking about Christmas shopping and all that stuff. And, you know, I don't think I'm going to have to buy for as many people this year as I normally would, but um, like, I don't wrap anybody's presents. I've never wrapped a present in my life. Like, and I don't see a point. I, nor do I, and I don't know how to do it and I'm not going to take the time to learn. And, you know, if I'm getting you something, I know you're going to like it. Well, here, just have it. You know, why do, why do I got to make you fucking rip some paper off? And, uh, but that's just it's, me. It's the biggest, well, I'm in complete agreement. Like, or I just gift it in the bag that it was it yeah, came right. in or whatever. <laughs> the same it's, thing. it makes so much more sense. It's like, it, we're such a wasteful society. It's like, Oh, let's, you know, wrap all this shit up. And it's all like, I don't know if we have any like, you know, six, seven year old listeners, but like, obviously Santa's not real. And uh, you know, it's like, it's, everything's a fucking lie. You know what I mean? So it's like, here, we're going to spend more money to like, create this illusion of a lie you know and then it's like then your parents have to have the normal wrapping paper for the gifts from them and then they have to have the wrapping paper from the gifts from santa you know what i mean it's like yep. everything is just like made up to be you oh know my god what ben take a take a wild guess how much money americans spend on wrapping paper every year and this is as of 2016 um Oh my God, I'm scared. Three hundred and seventy-five million. Seven billion dollars. Seven billion dollars. Yep. Seven billion dollars. Just on wrapping paper. Is that not skewed? Like, is that not like? Um, let's see. If it tries to go back, there's a good chance it's going. Okay. How much wrapping paper is wasted each year? If it tries to go back to its original shape there's a good chance it's going to the landfill to stay with the other estimated 2.3 million pounds of plastic wrapping paper that reportedly end up there every year oof man so here's another thing the way our family did it was you know came downstairs got the got the christmas tree right near the fireplace start a little fire and then every single piece of wrapping paper went in the fireplace and it's like in the grand scheme of things, it's just like sense that you're just burning. You know what I mean? It's like it's $7 insane. billion. Dollars. $7 um, billion. Dollars. It is insane, man. Um, and that's just Americans. Yeah, right, right. That doesn't even include, you know, other countries. Um Man, $7 billion. That, that, and just for 2.3 million pounds of it to end up in a landfill is fucking banana lands. Um, fucking wow. ridiculous, man. That is banana D- lands. Didn't, I, think, I, did, didn't think the conversation would get here today, but <laughs> that's, that's the beauty so, of it. It's a great thing about this show, Ben. We don't ever plan it out. And we started talking about Thanksgiving and now we're talking about wrapping paper. So, you know, fucking what a world, but you know, but that, that's like the funny. Okay. So like, this is a thought I I've had a lot over the years, you know, and like people, you know, when we talk about, um, 
you know, being environmentally savvy and trying to cut down on single use plastics and stuff like that. And like, you know, there are a lot of people who make a conscious effort to do that, right? Like, you know, I try to minimize my single use plastics down to almost nothing and all that stuff. And, but like, by the same token, there's so much shit that humans do that's bad for the environment that like, you know, we tend to focus on one thing that's bad. And we're like, okay, like plastic drinking straws, like we got to get rid of plastic drinking straws. They're terrible, right? We got to get rid of them. And it's like, but nobody ever talks about the 2.3 million pounds of wrapping paper that ends up in landfills every year. Like there's, it's everything we do is so wasteful and like the Aaron, and like, it Aaron, I'm, I'm, you're the, uh, you're the computer analytics, uh, guy. Um, I would like to know right now how many Christmas trees are wasted every year. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting question. Let's see. Uh, Christmas trees uh, wasted uh, every every year. Um, I spelled Christmas wrong. Hot start. Uh, According to the National Christmas Tree Association, there are close to 350 million Christmas trees currently growing on Christmas tree farms in the United States alone and about 25 to 30 million real Christmas trees sold every year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30 million Christmas trees every year. Now, 30 million, that is actually... A little bit less than I thought, um, to be quite honest. Well, but, uh, you got you got to figure. You know, obviously, not yeah, everybody in America. That's the beauty of America. Christmas. Yeah, America is extremely diverse. So, and you've got but, people like me who don't get. You know, like I don't get one for my apartment or anything like that. Um. Yeah. No. No. Totally. I get that. But like, there's another. You know, un, like trees are important for breathing people. Uh, well, people, that, and that's people just, forget that. that. And that's just America, you know, obviously, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know, I don't know the diversity, the biodiversity of Christmas trees and where they grow all over the world. But, you know, I would assume most of Europe, um, you know, has access to them too and uses them. So like, dude, that's, you know, let's figure conservatively 50 million trees a year that, you know, just get put on display in your house and then, and then you throw it out, you know, like it's fucking banana lands. But again, like, it's just, it's just not even, you don't even think about it. Right. And like, I mean, dude, Ben, we're sitting here sounding like, you know, Scrooge and like, you know, being like, oh, you can't, you know, should, shouldn't use wrapping paper and Christmas trees um, because they're extremely wasteful. But like, I don't know, maybe just, just the conscious of the thought, you know, I think like, that's hey. eye opening. I think that's, I think people should hear that. I think that's oh, a yeah. great fact that people should know. And I think that, you and I are going to single-handedly save the environment just through the wrapping paper revolution that we're going to start. Right, 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 right. I mean, you know, if we could really put the wrapping paper industry out of business, that would be, man, that'd be huge, bro. I mean, I don't know how we go about doing it. How could we, we he- how could we hedge that to get a couple billy? What about, oh, dude, I got it. Let's, don't talk, let's, don't, that, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, off air, so off air. Yeah. We'll have it off air. All right, I got an idea though, um, and it's 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 much better for the environment and uh, somewhat reusable. So, pff, 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in five years, when you are using our wrapping paper product, just remember that it all started right here on November 29th on the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how we got here either. I have no, no fucking idea how we got here. Um, uh, Thanksgiving. We're, we're thankful. Yeah. I mean, Hey man, I am, I am thankful. I'm thankful for uh, shit a lot, man. My family, my mom started doing this thing where she has us right on, uh, you know, she uses the same tablecloth every year. So she has everybody that's there, you know, right on the tablecloth, what they're thankful for. And uh, so I've just been putting song lyrics as like a PS so last year I, I put the world is a vampire, which is smashing pumpkins this year. Oh uh, shit. I already forgot what it was. Oh, I've been trapped inside your heart shaped box for weeks. So I think I'm just going to keep that going, but I think I wrote, you know, obviously I'm thankful for my family and my friends, you know, great, great groups of both family and friends, my dog, um, you know, Barolo, um, fishing, you know, the first guy that invented fishing, brilliant guy. You know, I'm just thankful for, you know, the simple things in life. That, hey, that's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm thankful for those things as well. And uh, I'm thankful for our loyal followers, our loyal listeners. And uh, Betty, I'm yeah. thankful for you. I'm thankful that you pushed us to get this thing done, to get this thing going and get this thing done. And here we are 39 weeks later. Dude, we're coming up on the, this year anniversary is going to fucking pop up in no time. Yeah, that's crazy. It's cool. It's cool that it's like a, it's a weekly thing. So it's like, you know, we're 39 weeks in and there's only 52 weeks in a year. So um, very easy to keep track of. Plus, I mean, you know, hey, this is the I think only the second time we've ever actually recorded on a Sunday. You know, Benny and I were going to try and do it a little uh little toasted last night and then uh we decided at 1 a.m that that probably wasn't the best the best idea also Again, could, also, could have made safe. For, also could have made for some awesome content but um i feel like we're you know we're uh yeah yeah you want to know the conversation i was having last night this is the conversation i was having last night this is what would have been the sunday conversation do people in other languages spell words as wrong words wrong as much as americans do that we like did that was talk a thought about I, that. Yeah, that was a thought I had. It's like, like you know, the, is that something that happens? And uh, well, there's like you know, there's three ways to spell there. Right. Maybe more. Then and then, yeah, it, it, that's the thing. Is it's usually like grammatical stuff, right? And it's like, and Americans using the wrong. And, that, and now auto like there's a whole entire, you know, world of like autocorrect fails like you know what i mean it's like do you think your spelling is getting worse because of autocorrect i kind of think mine is to be honest with you um mm, you know what i think autocorrect does actually help it because i mean I, i'd say i have or I, I don't i'd say i'd like to try to use a diverse vocabulary so a lot of times like I'll type in a word and little red lines will come up and I'll know what the word is yep. and it'll be close enough. And obviously you get the option. So I feel like I have actually learned to spell better sometimes, <laughs> if that makes sense. See, I've gotten so used to autocorrect that like I'll type a word totally wrong 
like, you know, whatever. I'll just like hit the wrong, you know, I'll hit the wrong key or whatever, but I know that the iPhone's going to correct it. So I just yeah. keep buzzing right through and it just, I, and it obviously fixes it. And it's like, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of scary for more the younger generations than us. Um, like do kids even know how to write cursive anymore. Does anybody write cursive um, anymore? Dude, I don't even think kids know what cursive is. Like, you know, in schools, they took it out of the school system, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was worthless, but, you know, it was always neat to know how to, you know, write in fancy letters. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, for real, that's crazy that, like, how much time did we spend learning cursive? Like, there you have it. Right, like, right. You know what I mean? It's like, teach us something. Don't, don't teach us anything about financial responsibility or financial literacy or, you know, taxes or how to, you know, start a 401k or anything like that. Teach us cursive, you know, just a different way to write the same. And you know, what's funny is that like, I, like, I was one of those people that when I would write, I would just roll all my letters together. Like, even if I was printing, like I would, if I'd write lowercase, I'd just roll all my letters, you know, into one another. And like, I, when I got my first like real job, and I used to have to send stuff down to the office that was handwritten. And they'd be like, dude, we can't read this. Like your handwriting is fucking atrocious. You just scribble basically. So I had to start writing. Now I write in all caps. Like I just write in caps locks basically. Yeah. It's the same way my dad writes and his dad writes. I kind like, I, I noticed that's how I kind of write too in all caps. But I, it took me a while to get fast at writing, uh, writing in all caps. But now it's. But then, then, then every once in a while, I'll start. I'll be like in all caps, and I'll be like, "Oh, my caps lock fell off." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but how much do you even write anymore? You know, I, this this conversation's getting off the rails. But you know, it's I, I feel like people don't even really write that much anymore. Well, that um, is so true. It's all typed, and that was another thing. It's like we spent however much time learning to, um, you know, write, then write in cursive, and then yeah. boom, sixth grade hits, and now we're spending every day in, in typing class, A S D F. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, there's a computer. Isn't there a computer right in front of you? Yeah, 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 yeah. J K L apostrophe, whatever that is. Semicolon. Semicolon. Nice job. Um, but yeah, you're not, you're right. And then they switch over to, to, and I mean like, you know, typing's a a good skill. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, uh, all this stuff to learn different ways to communicate. And then at the end of the day, like everybody just fucking texts each other now. But again, I mean, it kind of goes full circle into like efficiency and laziness. Like if you, you know, need to know something, it's not efficient to send somebody a letter. Like it just, it just isn't, you know, when you could just reach out and text them or call them and be like, like last night when I called you, Hey man, what's your plan? And you told me like, imagine if I sent you, I had to send you a letter three days in advance, just Aaron, time to respond so I could it. know. There you have it. Like the whole instant gratification thing. Yep. It has, you know, we, we're so instant now that like, we're mad when, you know, we send an irrelevant text and it, it doesn't say delivered. You know what I mean? You're like, what, yeah. what is going on? Like, it, you know, you're walking around trying to find service and it's like, you know, what really needs to be, you know, and that's, we are so connected, so beyond connected and we are so obsessed with the instant gratification and, you know, everybody needs to learn some patience, man. Patience is, uh, is something everybody needs to, uh, 
work on work on for sure um hey let's wrap this thing up i gotta go uh i gotta go to work unfortunately on a sunday money never sleeps which i don't know if i've told this story on the podcast before but i was convinced that i made that expression up uh and turns out there's a little movie called wall street i don't know maybe you've heard of it and it gets said like 19 times in that movie so i actually didn't make it up um but benny listen it was awesome to spend as much time with you this week and you know thankfully you're gonna be around for a little bit so i'll get to continue to spend time with you um subscribe rate review check out the patreon page the link is in the bio on our instagram which is at sunday conversation all one word um you got anything else you want to add buddy no um i'm thankful for uh for this so thankful for you too pal happy thanksgiving uh, we're on to christmas we're on to christmas great chat pal love you love you